Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents Greener Pastures. Sunday puzzle gets more difficult every week. Now I need a Dickens character in six letters. Who is it? Do you know? No. A Dickens character in... Oh! Could it be Marley? Mm, maybe so. Oh, what fun we used to have doing the puzzle together. Remember, dear, when we were first married? Yeah, sure do. It was a good many years ago, Mabel. Oh, I wish you'd put those old binoculars down and help me now. What do you see over there in the park that's so engrossing? Oh, birds, children, lots of things. And pretty girls, Herbert? Hmm? Oh, sure, but I'm interested in the birds. Well, don't you think you'd better put those glasses away now and do the work you brought home from the office? Oh, I don't feel like working this afternoon, Mabel. It's too nice a day. I'll do it tonight. All right. But I hope you won't stay up till all hours. I won't, dear. You need your sleep, you know. Yes, dear, I know. What are you doing, Herbert? Getting my hat. I'd like a short walk in the park, okay? Of course. But you better wear your top coat. You know, that chest of yours. And don't stay out too long. I'm planning an early dinner. All the things you love. Don't worry, Mabel. I won't be long. Bye. Bye, Herbert. Have a good time. Be careful crossing the avenue. I will, dear. Oh, look, there's a pretty bird. What kind is it? That? Oh, just a plain grackle. There are lots of them here in the park. Oh, over there. That's, that's an Oriole. My, you know all their names. <laughs> but you know something? We've been talking together for more than an hour, and... We don't even know each other's names. Well, mine's Herbert Poole, and it was kind of you to let me share this bench with you. <laughs> well, mine's Alice Holt, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. So have I, much more than you realize. I'm still not too ancient to be, well, uh, stimulated by the attention of a young pretty girl. Oh, thanks for the pretty, but as for the young, I'm 28. Mm, I'm 45, quite a difference. Oh, not much, really. And if you want to know the truth... You stimulate me, too. Do you mean that, Alice? Yes, I do, Mr. Herbert. Well, thanks for telling me. You've 
brightened a dismal day. Dismal? In what way? Well, frankly, I... I'm not very happy. And I'm as lonely as a man can be, even though I've been married for 20 years. Uh, why are you sitting here all by yourself on a fine afternoon? <laughs> well, because I'm lonely, too. You're not married? Well, I was. I've been a widow for three years. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, you needn't be. My husband was not terribly attentive. I envy you. I live under a stifling canopy of constant attention. My wife doesn't seem like a wife any longer. She's more like a governess. Oh, dear. No wonder you're unhappy. Alice, I want to see you again. Could I? Oh, of course. I, I'd like that very much. Shall I give you my phone number? Please do. Here, here you use this card. Oh, mm -hmm. I live in the village. Where do you live? In that apartment building right over there across the avenue. And I'd better be getting back. Well, here's my number. I'm usually home in the morning. Will you have lunch with me tomorrow? Please say yes. All right. Where? Malvo's on Irving Street. It's small and quiet. Noon sharp, all right? Yes, Herbert. I'll be there. Thank you, Alice. Thank you very much. I'm home, Mabel. Well, good. I was beginning to worry. My, your eyes are positively dancing. You must have had a lovely walk. I did. Most refreshing. I'm so glad. Tell me, Herbert, was her face as pretty as her figure? What? Well, what are you talking about? That girl you were sitting with on the park bench. <laughs> your binoculars, darling. You left them on the windowsill. Mabel, were you spying on me? No, just watching. But you were talking together so earnestly, I was fascinated. Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I was telling her about the different birds. She, she's interested in birds. Oh, now, Herbert Poole, that's a big fib, and you know it. I can always tell when you're fibbing. She appealed to you, didn't she? Mabel, for heaven's sake, the girl's 28 years old. Well, you did cover a lot of ground, didn't you? Oh, now, look, I, I don't know why she told me her age. She just did, that's all. Don't be alarmed, Herbert. I'm not angry. It's just that at your age, I don't want you to do anything foolish. Know what I mean? <laughs> Mrs. Poole speaking. Good afternoon, Mrs. Poole. This is Feeney, Rapid Investigation Service. Yes. The report is as follows. During the three-week investigation you ordered, your husband and the young lady in question had eight separate meetings. The first seven took place in Malvo's restaurant on Irving Street. The eighth occurred in Central Park at the zoo, where upon parting, the couple embraced warmly. I see have you identified the young lady? Definitely. Mrs. Charles Holt. First name, Alice, 28 years of age, widow. 2730 Charles Place, apartment 3G. Well, that's it, Mrs. Poole. You want the investigation to continue? I think not. I'll come to your office in the morning and pay your fee. <laughs> Good morning. May I help you? I'm sure you can. 
You're Alice Holt, aren't you? Oh, why, yes. I'm Mabel Poole, Herbert's wife. Oh? Well, why have you come here? I wanted to have a close look at you. I have nothing to say to you, Mrs. Poole. If you'll excuse me. Well, just one moment. My visit isn't quite over. What do you want? I want to give you a word of warning. Herbert and I have been married for 20 years. And I'd hesitate at nothing to save my marriage. That sounds very much like a threat, Mrs. Poole. It does, doesn't it? So if this foolish affair continues, I'll take the most drastic steps to end it. Is that clear? Yes, quite. Huh. I'm glad we understand each other. Oh, uh, before I leave, there's one more thing. Oh, what is it? This. <coughs> That's for meddling with my property. Goodbye, my dear. <coughs> You heard what I said, Mabel. I want a divorce. I've had more than enough now of you. Now, please keep your voice down, Herbert. It's rude to shout. And don't patronize me. I'm sick of it. Very well. Shall we have dinner now and chat later? Mabel, I want a divorce. Alice and I love each other. Oh, nonsense. The girl's nothing but a fortune hunter. Don't say that. All right, Herbert. I wasn't going to tell you this because I didn't want to hurt you, but... Do you know why I slapped her this morning? Because she suggested that if I were to pay her $5,000, she'd disappear and never see you again. What? I don't believe you. That's a lie. Oh, she'll deny it, of course. But I swear it's true. It can't be. It is a shock, isn't it, dear? As a matter of fact, I mailed her my check this afternoon. You... Are you looking pale, dear? Hadn't you better go in and lie down? Yes. I, I think I will for a little while. That's very wise of you. And try not to think about what's happened. It's all over now, I'm sure. And you and I will be closer than ever before. for the office, Mabel. I'll be home around six. Very well. Oh, darling. You look so wan and tired. You're not still brooding about that girl, are you? No, Mabel. As you said a month ago, that's all over. I'm so glad. But you... You do look worn out. Now, I'm sure you're working too hard. You need a change. I know what. We'll take a trip to the Caribbean. Isn't that a grand idea? I guess so. Anything you say. Good. And we'll find a small boat and sail among the islands. Now I'll make a confession. I've already made our travel arrangements for two full weeks. We leave this Saturday. Can you manage that, dear? Yes, I guess so. Herbert, what do you want in my desk? Our spare door key. I mislaid mine somewhere. Well, don't meddle. I'll find it for oh, you. Oh, never mind. I've got it right. Mabel, what's this? Give me that. Wait, wait. It's an envelope from Alice... Addressed to you. Herbert, I beg you to put that back. Not before I see what's in it. Very well, but I warned you. It's the check you sent to Alice, torn in half. Yes, Herbert, she mailed it back the next day. And you didn't tell me about it. Why? Oh, my arm. I didn't tell you because you said it was all over. And I thought it was best for all of us. You thought it best, did you? Herbert. Herbert. Who are you calling? Just listen and you'll find out. Alice, this is Herbert. No, wait, please. Please hear what I have to say. 
I've just found the check that you returned to my wife. Oh. No, no, I knew nothing about your sending it back until a moment ago. No, Alice, listen. I want you to meet me at Malvo's at noon. Will you do that? Wonderful. We, we have a great deal to say to each other, so please don't keep me waiting. Thank you, darling. I love you, too. Till noon. Herbert. Herbert. Oh, what shall I do? Nothing except cancel that trip to the Caribbean. Goodbye. Wait. Oh, don't you see what a fool you're making of yourself? You're acting like a child. No, Mabel. For once, I'm acting like a man. Oh, taxi. Driver, are you free? Sorry, lady, I'm off duty. I just parked here to get some lunch. Oh, dear, I'm late for an appointment. <laughs> You'll never make any appointment if you stand out there in all that traffic. But I've got to find a taxi. Eh, take it easy, you will. Hey, hey, watch it. Get back. <laughs> well, you see, I told you. Boy, another dopey female driver. You almost got run over. But I know that woman. She meant to run me down. shaking all over her, but just look at my hand. Alice, are you absolutely sure it was Mabel at the wheel of that car? I've never forgotten her face. It's been in my mind ever since that day she came to the door and threatened me. Oh, Herbert, I'm frightened. What shall I do? Tell me. Just be very careful, darling. Careful and cautious. But what are you going to do about Herb? Tell the police she tried to kill me? Herbert? Hmm? Oh, excuse me. I, I, I was thinking about what I should do. No, no, no I, I won't go to the police yet. Why not? Because it would take time, and I have to go away for a while. Go away? Oh, no. I'm sorry, but it's urgent business that can't be postponed. Yes, but how long will you be gone? Two weeks. Oh, Herbert, take me with you. Oh, I wish I Please. could, darling, but it would be awkward. I, I'm not going to be alone on this trip. But I'll be terrified every minute. I know, sweetheart. Try not to be. I promise you that while I'm away, you won't be in any danger from my wife. Herbert, is that you? Yes, Mabel. Oh, I'm glad. I wasn't certain whether you'd come home or not. Well, I'm here. By the way, did you have the car out today? Yes. Why do you ask? No reason. I thought the motor needed tuning, that's all. Oh. Well, Herbert, what did she say? She didn't keep our appointment. I waited an hour, but she never came. But didn't you telephone her? No, I decided she wasn't worth it. Oh, Herbert. Oh, do you really mean that? Yes, you were right, Mabel. I acted like a child this morning, and I made a fool of myself. But now it's all over and done with forever. Oh, I'm so glad. Mabel, have I a right to ask you to forgive me? Every right in the world. You're my husband, Herbert. 
I think it's time we had a second honeymoon, Mabel. I hope you haven't canceled that trip to the Caribbean. Well, no. No, I haven't. Are we going? This Saturday. Oh, Herbert, how lovely. It'll be just as you planned it, Mabel. We'll find a small boat and sail among the islands. I want to get away from everything and everybody but you. Look behind you, Herbert. The island where we picnicked's almost out of sight. Yes, this little boat skims right along, doesn't she? Like a breeze. Oh, it's glorious to see you looking so bronzed and so happy. It's too bad you don't know how to handle a boat. You miss most of the fun. You better duck your head under the boom. I'm coming about. All right. Well, we're not heading back to land so soon, are we, dear? Oh, we're in no hurry. Hey, look what just settled on the water astern of us. Huh? Oh, what are they, Herbert? Seagulls? No, pelicans. Where the deuce did I put my binoculars? I have no idea, didn't you? Oh, there they are, up in the bow. Walk forward and fetch them, will you? I'd like to get a closer look at those birds. All right. Oh, hold the tiller steady. I'm not used to walking around in a sailboat. No, I guess not. So look out for the swinging boom. You'll see which I'm coming about. Mr. Poole in room 751 of the hotel. I'd like to send a radiogram, please. Yes, it's going to Mrs. Alice Holt, 2730 Charles Place, New York City. Yes, that's right. Are you ready? Okay, here's the message. Mabel is missing and probably drowned. I am heartbroken and cannot bear to stay here a moment longer than necessary. We'll fly home as soon as possible and try to start a new life without her. We'll advise you when to meet me at airport. Cannot stand to be alone. Signed, Herbert. Yes, that's all. Thanks. Uh, coming, Porter, coming. Oh, darling, thank goodness you're here. Mabel. Good afternoon, sir. What? Oh, Herbert, this nice gentleman is Constable Harris of the Harbor Police. Police? Yes, Mr. Poole. Your wife has had a rather narrow squeak, I'm afraid. What? What do you mean? It was the most ghastly experience, darling. You see, I went swimming alone and got drawn out by the tide... I must have swum for hours, and if Constable Harris hadn't chugged along and picked me up, I, I couldn't have lasted much longer, could I, Constable? No, I'm afraid not. But, as they say, all's well that ends well. Hey, Mr. Poole? Yes, yes. And now I must give the Constable his raincoat back and, and get out of this damp bathing suit. Uh, there you are. And I can't begin to tell you how very, very grateful I am. Not at all, Mrs. Poole. I was delighted to be of service. But I must be getting along. Good afternoon to you both. Goodbye, Constable, and heaven bless you. Lovely man, isn't he, dear? I wish our police were that courteous. 
Mabel, why did you lie for me? Because I love you, Herbert. What better reason could I possibly have? And why else would I be willing to forgive you? I see. So, what do we do now? Well, after my nearly fatal accident, I think I'd like to pack up and go home. Am I being a naughty girl for cutting your vacation short? No, Mabel. I'll do anything you say. From now on, it'll be... anything you say. Thank you, darling. I knew you'd see it my way. Presented Greener Pastures, written by Albert G. Miller and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Mary Jane Higby, George Petrie, Bryna Rayburn, Jim Stevens, and Peter Rattray. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastatsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.